include their eldest daughters, though discreetly. Liddy Ann, their youngest, was next door in the Doughty house, babbling away to Doughty John, Mama's father. Since Liddy Ann's a toddler, well, not so little anymore, it'll be fun to have a baby round again, declared Mary Ruth. And wonderful good for Liddy Ann to have a close-in age brother or sister. Hannah's smile stretched from ear to ear as she seemingly took the news in her stride, much as Dad must surely have, too, when Mama told him in private earlier. Leah had suspected nothing of this from Dad, although he'd had plenty of opportunity to say something during early morning chores. Her father had never been one to speak of personal things. She knew this firsthand because, for some time now, she had been asking for information relating to her own birth, to no avail. For goodness sake, Leah, he would say each time she brought it up. Be grateful the good Lord made you healthy and strong, that you were born head first. What else would you care to know? But there were certain things she did ponder, such as who her first father might be. She knew her birth mother was none other than her Aunt Lizzie. Lizzie, however, seemed unable to discuss the subject. Is it too hard to dredge up the past? Leah wondered. Mary Ruth broke the stillness, glancing furtively at Leah as she said, Maybe Dot will finally get a real son. Oh, pity's sake, Mama said, shaking her head at Mary Ruth. She went to sit on the wooden bench next to the kitchen table, fanning herself with the hem of her long black apron. Her round face was flushed from the heat of the wood stove, where she had two strawberry pies baking. But if the baby is a girl, Hannah spoke up, there'll be less sewing to do. Leah spoke at last. Only if we get busy and make plenty of little Afghans between now and December. Lydian was a spring baby, don't forget. At this, Leah caught Mama's sweet and gentle smile. That's my Leah, always leaning toward the practical. While the others continued to chatter, Leah turned and slipped outdoors, going to the hen house, where she scattered feed to the chickens. Inside, she leaned against the rickety wall, watching them peck the ground near her bare feet. Honestly, she said right out, I don't know whether to be happy or sad about a new baby. The hens paid her no mind, but the lone rooster cocked his head and eyed her curiously. In all truth, she had forced a smile about Mama expecting a little one come next Christmas. Here, with only the chickens for company, she recalled the months before two-year-old Lydianne came into the world. Mama had been ever so tired, nauseated, too. At close to forty-five, she was not nearly as energetic and strong as in years past— but there were a good many women that age or older in the family who had no trouble birthing babies. Leah was glad her mother came from a long line of such women. Indeed, she was happy at the prospect of Dat having his first son should the baby turn out to be a boy. Heading out of the hen house toward the barnyard, Leah was suddenly aware of Smithy Gid calling to her from the brink of the cornfield. Here he came, running toward her. Vigates, Leah, do you have a minute?' Vasist. Gid was not only breathless from running, but his eyes were strangely aglow as he grinned down at her. I've been wanting to ask you something. She took a small step back. 
In fact, she had been inching away from him, romantically at least, her whole life long, and for all good reasons. She had always loved her second cousin Jonas, even though she had made a conscious effort to bury her bitter sadness, hiding it from her family and especially from Smithy Gid, who remained a right good friend as he'd always been, even more so lately. Yet Leah shuddered at the thought of Gid showing kindness to her out of mere pity. Surely their friendship was more special than that. She had no intention of leading him on just because he was clearly fond of her, and she enjoyed their brother-sister-style relationship, too. Ach, she groaned inwardly, wishing someone, anyone, might come flying into the barn. But no one did, and not even the barn doves high in the rafters made a sound as the smithy's son reached for her hand. Uh, Gid, what she really wanted to tell him was, please don't say another word, but the words...